0: Hi everybody! Welcome to another episode of Brown Eyed Unicorn. I'm your host Hannah Brown. I'm gonna paint a little picture for you really quick. Um, It is twelve twenty-two a.m. I have been going since like eight thirty a.m. and now I'm here. The pot is out a day late because I realized with my therapist, shout out to Tati, in the last couple weeks that like I haven't really been pursuing acting as much as I said I would when I moved here. And so I've been trying to sort of like reevaluate, recalibrate and figure out how I can switch up my approach to acting to make my dreams come true. So today I was auditing an acting class and then I found out that a slot in a showcase opened and I've been wanting to do this showcase for a while. So I was like, you know what? Destiny is calling me in the words of, is that the killers? Yeah, in the words of the killers, Brandon Flowers was like my high school crush. He had eyeliner. That's the lead singer of the Killers. who's really hot. In the words of the Killers, Destiny was calling me. So I did this showcase and I didn't have time to do this episode until now, which is why it's so fucking late. So thank you so much for tuning in. A day late. And, um... I'm going to do a little pop culture roundup this week. It's just me because much like my asshole after a lot of dairy, reality TV is en fuego right now. There is so much good stuff going on. So I'm going to do a quick little rundown of Real Housewives of New York and Southern Charm and The Bachelorette. I know some of this I'll be a little bit behind. Dropping episodes on Tuesdays, I'm trying to decide if this is still working because I feel like the shows that I like always air before or after and it's... Not, you know, my recaps always seem a little bit off, but here's my thoughts. I'm going to do one show at a time. Oh, wait, actually, I had some other notes that I wanted to let you guys know about. Oh, my God. So I just want to let you know, I said last week on my podcast with Annabelle that Chris Medina had given me um, a couple intention candles, and I was very, very afraid to light them. And I spent like two weeks just trying to put more intentions into them, like cuddling them, trying to talk to them. And convince myself to light them because once you light the intention candles, you can't blow them out. And so I was terrified. I was like, that would be so mean to burn down my apartment with my intention candles. But I did it, you guys, and I shit you not. Chris is one of my very good friends, but this is not a shameless Chris plug. Once I lit those candles, shit started changing for me. It's only been a few days, but I had a couple really like down off weeks. And then once I lit those candles, shit started changing. I like, went to a barbecue. I met this cool guy. I'm going to sushi with him this week. I, like, all this acting stuff started coming up, and I just sort of, like, started getting out of my own way. I feel like that was the overall theme, and that was one of the things that I really tried to put into my candles. So fingers crossed that continues to happen, and my candles um, burned and burned, their little hearts out, and now they're done, and my apartment is fully intact. So good news. Um... Let's see. Let's see. I am back on the swipes. You know, I've been talking for months about how sometimes I'm in the mood for like casual dick, other times I'm in the mood to find the love of my life, other times I'm in the mood for both at the same time, and that gets very, very confusing. But I'm back on the Bumble, and I just want to say I really won't go into too much detail on this because I've had some pretty unremarkable dates thus far on the Bumble, the Bumby, but guys need help selecting their photos. And I feel like this joke is like a tale as old as time, true as it can be, um, to quote Beauty and the Beast. But I just feel like every guy, his photos are like, he's a best man, he's holding a baby, and then it's like, at the bottom it's like, hashtag not my baby, it's my niece. And like a puppy, and then like, Maybe he's doing a sport or he's at the beach or doing something like athletic. A lot of guys also on the Swipeys have like a really hideous, weird photo of them for their first photo. And I think they think that they're being like ironic and funny, but I'm like, honey, no, no. I think just like be an authentic human. You know what I mean? I don't want to see a perfectly curated Bumble. I don't want you to know your angles better than I know mine, which is a tough feat because I'm one of the vainest people I know, and I'm also a Leo, so, you know, I'm obsessed with myself. But I also don't want to see a guy who, like, you know, just looks like a ding-dong in all of his photos and, like, looks insane and doesn't even, I don't know, like, thinks that, like, a picture up his nose would be like funny or cute and then I'd want to swipe on that. No, thank you. But I'm really sick of every guy being like, look, I'm a best man. Look, I'm holding a baby. Look, here's my dog. Like it just seems kind of manipulative and, you know, I just don't appreciate it. I'm like, surely you can't all think that those are the only things that are going to like turn a woman on. You guys, recently I was at my serving job and I was working on the patio and someone had an adorable dog. Oh, I think I said this last week, but I'll reiterate. And I was so close to going up to this guy and being like, wow, that is an adorable dog. I bet it's a real panty dropper. And then I thought it would unsoothe him. But if someone feels like making that joke and like, you know, putting their dignity on the line and it goes well, please let me know. It's kind of been reverberating in my head for the last couple of weeks. I really want to tell someone that their dog seems like a panty dropper. What other notes do I have before I get into these reality TV shows? This is just another restaurant story. Not really a story, just a general thing. I just want to say something to the brown-eyed unicorn community. I get particularly darked out by people who bring their own um, centerpieces to a restaurant or, like, their own decorations, like the fucking, like, confetti and a balloon and, flat like, a floral arrangement. It's like, I'm not saying... I Look, I love my birthday, okay? I love holidays. I love being merry and bright. I love being festive, okay? But I think when you come in with this over-the-top setup as if you're just like, you know, having a backyard barbecue at Grandma's, it's just unsoothing for everyone around you. You didn't rent out the restaurant. Your over-the-top flower arrangement is stressing me out. It's just a very Ramona Singer thing to do. Does that make sense? Do you understand? I don't believe in it. I think at the most, you know, If it's a birthday dinner, bring your presents along, sure. But we don't need the confetti and the balloons and the whatever. And you know what happens to the confetti? I can't speak. You know what happens to the confetti? You know what? The restaurant has to clean it. And confetti is honestly the devil's work because... um... (laughs) Hi, Kelly. My roommate can hear me because she's trying to sleep. Um, But she just... Okay, so my roommate Kelly is one of my closest friends here, and we used to serve at this shithole together in Chicago, and she said, LOL, she texted me from her room, mind you, she's trying to sleep because it's 1230 in the morning. She said, LOL, remember when people would always bring their own floral arrangements to table 41? Kelly, that was in my head when I started saying this. And she said, geeking. Yes, literally, these bitches would come in, and I know the word bitches is outdated, but here I go would come in with a giant floral arrangement as if they rented out the goddamn restaurant. And you know what? They didn't. And it stressed me the fuck out. It stressed me out. Thank you, Kelly. Um, don't do it, you guys. Be better. Be above it. And yeah, the confetti, we end up having to clean that up. Not you. And it's, it's just, ugh, I don't like it. All right, so without further ado... Let's get into these reality TV shows. I'll try and be quick but thorough at the same time. We're going to start with mm, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because it's the most boring. Um, I only have a few notes on this. Camille is a messy, shady bitch. And for years, I have missed that woman, and I've wanted them to give her a diamond. And now I don't know anymore because she doesn't believe rape victims, and she's also just fucking insane. You can't make fun of Vanderpump's teeth one minute when you're drunk. Drunk mind, sober heart. That's what I always say. And then two minutes later, be like, oh, Lisa, I'm so upset that you won't be at my wedding. Like, no, you don't fucking care that she's at your wedding. Stop it. Stop it right now. Um, Let's see. Oh, Farroween. This was Kyle's, like, Halloween-themed party for her daughter, Farrah. Um Kyle, I feel, sold her soul to an enchantress or a wizard or something because she has never looked fucking better. And that Playboy bunny costume I want to copy for Halloween's of the future. I'll never look like Kyle to be able to pull it off the same way, but I'm sure as hell going to try. Um... Rinna is such an attention whore, it's exhausting. I truly think people like it because she's behind the glass of their TV screens. But if you had Elisa Rinna in your group of friends, you would fucking hate her. She's always busting in. She always has to be the loudest. She always has to wear something like over the top and insane. It's so fucking stressful. And I don't like it. The Erica Jane costume was clever and funny, but like the fact that she wouldn't break character was like some weird Daniel Day Lewis shit that I was not interested in. I was just not not. Um, but also inversely, I don't fucks with a Kim Richards either. So I don't have a side on that fight. Um, I don't like either of them enough to want want to watch them fight because I don't care who wins. Does that make sense? That's honestly kind of what Vanderpump Rules is becoming for me because I'm like, I don't like any of you enough to give a fuck if one of you wins over the other. I just don't care anymore. Um, also when Denise Richards like busted in and was like, excuse me, excuse me, Lisa Rinna is my, my best friend. I was like, did I miss something? I do not recall Denise and Rinna like casually being best friends, but I've also been like half watching this entire season cause it's been kind of boring. Um, but that was news to me. Um, and I just want to say my last note about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is that, I think Erica Jane really phoned it in with her feraline costume. She just came as like a sexy cat. Like, are you serious? Like, you just throw on a little, you know, fast fashion leopard print dress and some ears and and call it a day. And I guess like, Erica Jane, like every day is like a Luke, Luke, Luke. But I'm just saying like it's Halloween. Like, please, like. You're Erica Jane. Do something more. Like, I love a bitch like Heidi Klum. I love how Heidi Klum, like, glues sequins to her entire body and is like, look, I'm Rainbow Fish or whatever the fuck. You know, her her costumes are always super lit, and I just love watching rich people get ready for Halloween because they can really go all out in a way that mere peasants like myself can't. Okay, moving on to Real Housewives of New York. So, mind you, this is going to be... There's going to be a new episode tonight because it's coming out Wednesday. Okay. So I've watched last week's episode twice now. I have so much to say. First of all, Luann preparing a Christmas cabaret and then her laugh when she's like, while she figures it out is so incredible. Um, And Sonia this season is just the messy, judgy gift that keeps on giving. Her busting into that rehearsal, I just wrote down some of my favorite quotes At the real show, her delivery is much better. We are being cool. I just don't want to see you fail. Billy, we're going to LA. And then he's like, I don't know anything about that. And then she's like, your nipple almost fell out of your lace, but it's better than your dick hanging out. When Sonia in this rehearsal was like me at my absolute worst, but it was Sonia at her absolute best because... Luann is so up her own asshole about this cabaret at this point that I just love the idea of a fucked up Sonia trolling the entire creative process. I couldn't, I couldn't ask for anything more. It's like that cabaret song. Who could ask for anything more? I couldn't. Um, then Dorinda just lighting his tree, and she says, to Luann, I want my name in your show. And then she's like, if you know anything about Dorinda Medley, you know she loves Christmas, and we made it nice. Okay, I love how Dorinda said, if you know anything about Dorinda Medley, you know that she loves Christmas. I think speaking about yourself in the third person is the funniest shit in the world. I encourage everyone to do it. If you... You know, if you're ever in an awkward situation, you need to lighten the mood, just be like, well, she's gonna go to the bathroom now, and then just and then just go, just go to this, go to, the, go to the bathroom. Like extract yourself. I just think it is so funny. I think it's funnier than when Dorinda does it, as opposed to like Lala, but I love everything Dorinda does. Um, also Sonia doing a leprechaun dance at the tree lighting ceremony, being like, I'm happy. I'm happy was so wild and so amazing. She did like a little jig with her weird hat. I didn't know what the fuck was happening, but I do think there's always an excuse to proclaim your happiness, whether it's drug-induced or not, and do an Irish jig, so I encourage that. Um, Tinsley will forever be treated like the redheaded stepchild, and I'm not mad at it at all. Um, at all. I think it's so funny watching her whine and bitch and moan. I don't know how much more of this she can take, but... Um, But I love watching people get bullied. I think it's funny. Is that rude? I guess... God, sometimes I say things on this podcast and I feel like people are going to be like, um, but you said this too. And, like, that doesn't make sense. Like, I don't want to watch James Kennedy get bullied anymore because it's just so dark that it's, like, not even entertaining. But with Tinsley, like... They do just treat her like she's they're all Barbie and she's the Skipper doll. Like she's the flat-footed Barbie that like a family friend got you for your birthday that you never wanted to play with and she was always like in the bottom of your Barbie bin and like you know you never wanted to play with her and you'd be like ask try and pawn her off on your friends and your friends would be like I don't want to play with Skipper either. She's not as cool as Barbie. That's how they treat Tinsley and it's so fucking funny to watch. Um prayers for Tage that poor, poor man. The way these women treat people in service is so disgusting. Um, I mean, I, I also love when he goes, Tage, it rhymes with page or rage. The comedic timing could not have been better. I love how he was like, my name rhymes with the word rage, as in what I'm feeling for the fact that you're drunkenly accosting me about your fucking shoes and the fact that I should change my name to Raj or whatever. Um also, Dorinda making that cocktail. The editors of this show, everyone says it, but I'm just going to reiterate it. The editors the editors of this show are fucking genius. I wrote down what Dorinda said when she made her cocktail, so here's a monologue. <clears throat> now, I just a little heavier pour than you did, just to make you snappy, make a good. A little bit of extra lemon. This is called the pre-dressed drink. You don't know what you're dealing with, do you? You do not know. A little thing It is fun We will not let you down And I personally Like a splash of water And a little bubble Here we go There's a lot of love in it Taste And she was so tickled by her own mojito She was just like You see You see see?" It was so fucking good I do Honestly I'm not even a mojito drinker And it kind of made me want one Um Okay, twists and turns galore. This is like an episode of Dead to Me. There were so many twists and turns. Ramona is stripping Harry Dubin now? She said that she just made out with him, but like, does anyone just make out with Harry Dubin? And I just want to say, and I know this is a polarizing remark, I think I would have sex with Harry Dubin. I think there is a reason why he's called Harry Dubious. I think there is a reason why he has bedded so many women. I have hooked up with guys who aren't attractive, but the weird Power, the weird stranglehold they have over my heart is inexplicable. Some men just have some weird swagger that, you know, fucks with you and makes you want to fuck with them physically. And I think Harry Dubin has that, and I would totally have sex with him. So, Dubin, hit me up, add me to the roster. Just kidding. Um, Bethany shows up late with her classic, hi, 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 this like aloof Bethany thing she does. I smell like a garbage can. And I just want to say that I really loved her dress at dinner when Sonia lost her shit um, with those blue pumps and little white and blue dress. So fucking cute. And I just want to say that I love when I look cute and have my shit together while someone else completely falls apart because that's like rare for me. Usually I'm the Sonia, you know, but like the, when Sonia like fell at the very end of the episode from the table and Bethany just sort of like clicked on over in her little Barbie pumps, I was like, I love being the chic person in the pumps. It's like, let me take care of you. I'm not the mess today. I get to help you be less messy. That's a good feeling of pride that I have. And I hate that it's the expense of other people who get drunker than me. But again, I'm usually the Sonia. So when I am the Bethany, I feel really, really good about it. When Sonia's chicken cutlets were sticking out of her dress and there was sauce on her head, I was concerned for her well-being, um, but also completely delighted. Um, I just want to say, too, that when Sonia gets this fucked up, she loses all ethos by being wasted. Even if she has a valid argument and her feelings are valid, she can't articulate them in such a way where she has any ethos, and it really sucks because... Luann's been a complete nightmare person this entire season. She deflects any sort of criticism she gets and I just think, I wish that <laughs> Sonia could keep her shit together long enough to verbalize exactly how she feels in a way that makes sense. Honestly, actually, no, I don't because either way, it's going to fall on deaf ears. Luann's not going to listen. Um, I feel like I'm so late to this because at this point, like Danny Pellegrino's recapped this and so has you know Ben and Ronnie from crappins but just that, Dorinda was incredible and Ramona not wanting Barbara to go out is completely insane. First of all, everyone shits on Barbara. Okay. And I once had an Instagram follower tell me that I dressed like Barbara and you know what? It, It really, I spiraled from there. It put me in a bad mood for a very long time. But I will say this. I think Barbara could be fun to party with. And also, if you're on a fucking vacation with like five people, you can't be like, hey, so I'm going to go out. Oh, no, not you. Anyone else want to go? Like, that is so fucked up. Ramona is just the worst person ever. I'm really sad that the season's almost coming to a close, though, because it's one of the best shows on television of all time. It gives us so much every week. And I love all these women. I love them. Do you guys remember that part in Spice Girls where Clifford's like, "I love those girls, I love those girls"? That's how I feel about them. Um, couple notes on Summer House, and I'll keep this brief. Brief. This is what happens when I record at almost 1 a.m. I'm not even drunk; I'm just tired. I'll keep this brief. Um, Kyle proposing to Amanda is completely insane, and if it actually happens, it's just gonna be like Jackson Brittany 2.0. And that I think it's insane and sinister, and I don't support it at all. Um, Jordan gets too much airtime. Uh, Kyle, when he's wasted and sloppy is just so unsoothing to me. Paige is a queen. Um, Kristen, who's Kristen? Oh, Kristen, uh, Carl's, Carl's lady love from the wedding. Uh, she's very boring and painful to watch. And the most exciting thing about her was her really aggressive sunburn that she had. The entire episode. Prayers for Kristen because I'm sorry if I were dating Carl and then I had to show up at that fucking summer house for the weekend and then watch Paige just like exist, I would hate myself and I would hate my entire life because Paige is so fucking perfect and so pretty and all of her outfits are perfection all the time. Okay, last of our Bravo shows, we have Southern Charm. Um, I have more notes on this than some of the other shows, I guess. Honestly, the bulk of my notes are going to be about The Bachelorette because I have so much to say. So you Bravo lovers, if you're not into The Bachelorette, you can turn it off after this. But here's my thoughts on Southern Charm. I love Chelsea and her dad. I think they are so cute. I love just like a wholesome daughter-father relationship. I know 90% of us have daddy issues, but it doesn't seem like Chelsea does. And I love that journey for her. Catherine's boyfriend is like a big old TBD, and I want nothing more than to see Catherine Dennis find a sensible man to replace Thomas Ravenel forever, but I don't know about this guy, Joseph, who goes by Joe, who's a politician. I think the only thing about him that seems kind of dope is that he's a Democrat, but the rest seems like a real fucking shit show, and I'm really unclear as to her entire lifestyle right now, like, why she's getting a Rolls Royce and... Was it a Bentley or a Rolls Royce? I don't know. I don't really care. Cars aren't really my thing. But like why she's paying so much for her place. And I just, prayers for Catherine. I get very concerned for her. She's always been a little bit, um, I don't want to say erratic, passionate. I think she leads with her heart and she kind of throws herself into situations and doesn't necessarily always think them through. Things like having a $6,000 apartment. Things like dating another politician. I don't know that that's, as as her faraway friend who watches the show, a journey that I would have picked for her, but I wish her nothing but the best. Um, Yeah. I do love, though, that they both use self-tanner. I think that's adorable. I'm obsessed with self-tanner, and I always get trolled by straight men for it, which is fucking rude. And if I could date someone who appreciated self-tanner the way I did, I think we would just probably get married right then and there. So, Paulie D, call me. Just kidding. His tan's real. Um, there was the weirdest scene with Shep at a coffee shop. So he comes in and he wants to get a coffee drink, and this poor sweet barista asks him what he wants, and he's like, "Uh, uh, uh, ooh, uh vanilla, uh, caramel." I didn't even write down exactly what he said. I just like cackled out loud during this scene. He had like the most hard time ordering. And then he's looking at puppies online. And the music, which is like, it was like goofy, funny music, like, well, he like called his mom and was like, I'm doing something crazy. I'm looking at puppies. I just like, Shep will never grow up and I wouldn't have it any other way. All right, now let's move on to Austin and Madison, a.k.a. The fembot. Now, I am very protective of Austin because I find him weirdly attractive. Like, he's adorable, don't get me wrong, but I find him so attractive. And I, from the jump, from the trailer, I have not been a fan of Madison solely because I am jealous of her. So I call her Madison the fembot. And their whole relationship, I don't buy that shit at all. They are a couple, any couple that's like, you look so cute. No, you look so cute. Like Eskimo kisses and fucking Instagram posts and sparkles and sunshine and Kelly Ben Simone jelly beans. I just don't buy it. It's just, it's too much. It's too much. And 90% of relationships that I know of that are like super showy on Instagram are bullshit. It's like the guy will post a picture being like, me and my lady, look how beautiful she is. And then meanwhile, his drunk ass will DM me late at night like responding to my story with a flame emoji. Like, you're all fucking liars, okay? Um, But for Madison to have the audacity, the ardacity in the words of Ramona Singer, to DM Gentry, is that his name? Why is his name Gentry? It sounds like a restaurant. Danny's Man to just tell him that she thinks he's cute, is so fucking, like, like, poorly played. Like, why would you go for a dude in the same group? And, like, how did she not know that? Charleston's such a small place. I just don't understand. I have so many questions. Um, and granted, like, I get it. Like, Austin cheated, which was skeezy and gross. But now it's like, it kind of just seems like it's this tip for tat. Like, well, you cheat, and then I cheat, and then you cheat, and then I cheat. And now it's just breeding all this resentment and dishonesty. And I just don't know how... Our relationship can last after that. And that being said, if Austin is single, he should call me. Just kidding. We all know that my heart lies with another Bravo Liberty, who I shall not name because I've done it way too many times. Um, Let's see, let's see. Also, there was a part where Shep was drunk with Craig, like after after Austin realized the whole thing about Madison DMing Gentry. And Shep was like, i think never caring about someone like that. And his voice got so shrill. And I just love Drunk Shep. I think he seems like a great time. And I actually love him so much so, loved him so much so on this episode and in general that I drunkenly DM'd him and asked him to do this podcast. Seems legit, right? I He shockingly has not responded, but I'll keep you updated as to if he does. And that brings me to an end on my Bravo stuff. Um, Sorry if that seemed rushed, but I need to get to the meat of it, which is The Bachelorette. Um, So there will be a new episode that has aired by the time this goes up, but I'm talking about the third week episode and sort of everything that's happened thus far right now. So my first note is, quote, Cam is a sociopathic meth head and reminds me of creepy men that I leave a movie theater for. If I saw Cam in a movie that I was going to, I would leave. You know, if you live in the world in 2019, you should know that straight white men are the scariest people on the planet. And Cam has this really psychotic way of just like this sort of glazed-over look to his eyes that I just do not want to be alone in a dark room with him. Hell no. And I don't like the way he tries to manipulate Hannah with like his fucking, oh my God, his weird story about like, and then my dog died, and then the amputation, and then the this, and the that. It was like... Uh like everyone has something that they could like bitch about. Everyone has a sob story which like we all know Bachelor Nation loves a sob story, but like it wasn't even a sob story. It was just like why are you talking? Like you've been so annoying up until this point that even if you have anything important to say, no one wants to listen and nobody fucking cares. Like he interrupted Mike 5 times. And then when someone tried to interrupt him, he was like, uh, two more minutes. Um, excuse me, two more minutes. Yes, I'm going to need two more minutes, two more minutes. No, psycho, you don't get two more minutes. Karma's a bitch. Sorry, it is what it is. And the way he just, like, eyes the other men when he feels wronged by them is, like, truly bone chilling. Like, I, I'm so happy he doesn't know where I live. Um, I'm also remiss as to where the chicken nuggets came from at that cocktail party, but I just want to say that I would rather date or honestly fuck any of those chicken nuggets than the guys in the house, like for the most part. There are a few contenders that I'm into, but we'll get into that later. I'm just saying I have a deep romantic relationship with chicken nuggets, and I love them deeply. And I just would be shocked if a man's love could surpass chicken nuggets at this point in my life. Um, so Connor got the one-on-one. And up until this moment, I had no idea this person existed. I What's a Connor? Who's a Connor? I don't know. Um, and then Hannah is actually being like shockingly likable um, this season in a way that I did not anticipate. I know it's, it's uncomfortable for me to admit that, but Watching her poor little drunk red-nosed self have to pretend like she likes these guys that she blatantly doesn't like is so depressing. I would be terrible on this show because I cannot hide for a second in my voice or on my face my sheer distaste for men and honestly for humans in general. But Hannah went to the hospital. Um, Sidebar, I know this is a fucked up thing to say, but here I go. You know how like celebrities sometimes get like hospitalized for exhaustion. I want to do that. And I know that like, I feel like exhaustion is code for like a lot of other deeper things. And I would never wish a mental breakdown on anyone, but I would like to just be like, oh, I'm so employed and so booked and so busy that I just like got exhausted. So I'm just going to check into a hospital for a couple days, get a soothing IV drip, a comfy bed and have people take care of me for like 24 hours. That sounds so chic. Anyone else? Anyone else with me? Obviously, I am sensitive to people who are actually sick. Again, I will reiterate my mom passed away of cancer. I don't think hospitals are a joke, but I'm just saying, being a celebrity who's hospitalized for exhaustion, kind of the dream in my opinion. So Hannah B. goes to the hospital and then she's like, I'm sorry, Connor, I have to cancel our date. And so Connor shows up in her hotel suite and she's like, hi, how are you? Okay, so I'm going to go back on something right now. She was really likable, but she did kind of do this like sleepy baby voice in this scene that was kind of irritating. But when Connor, when his arms, this man Connor who I didn't even know existed, when his arms clutched those flowers, those Whole Foods flowers, I was aroused. And I don't know who the fuck he is or anything about him, but strong arms holding some Whole Foods flowers, heck, sign me up. Um... And when he got to Hannah's, he took his shoes off and he jumped onto the little bed and he had a socklet. And I use the word socklet to refer to those little like no-show socks that go like really low. So if you're like a dude wearing like a boat shoe or Vans or something like that, or Converse, you still have socks on, but no one can see. And I just love a man with the foresight to know that a socklet is going to make the look all the better. I really appreciate that. Um... I also just want to say too, even though their date got canceled, I think they were going to go sailing because they're like, set sail with me today or whatever the fucking date card said. I just want to say that hanging out in bed in a sensible pajama set is 10 times more fun than any like quote adventure they could have gone on that day. Like I just love, I love a pajama set. I love a bed hang, you know, cozy, cozy, cozy. I do think first few dates, you can't just immediately go to Netflix and chilling Annabelle has really helped me wrap my head around the fact that, like, you should be courted. But once you're comfortable, like, getting comfortable is really fun. Or if you're just hospitalized for exhaustion and need someone to help you work through that in bed. Um, I don't really have many notes about Luke P., except for that he just needs to shut the fuck up. I find him so gross. And I just want to say, if you're a blonde man, please don't have a beard, Because you look like a goat. Spencer Pratt, don't do it. Luke P., don't do it. Luke P.'s toxic masculinity is so fragile and so aggressive. And the fact that Hannah B. is attracted to him to begin with is very confusing to me. Like, not confusing, given that she's, like, from Alabama and her values and et cetera, et cetera. But, like, I would not—I would not— Fuck that man. If all of humanity, if no, I'm not even gonna say all of humanity depended on it, on it. If Lillian's life, if my cat Lillian's life depended on it, I would not fuck Luke P. He's terrible, he's gross, he's an idiot, and he's delusional, and he needs to be gone. Um also, oh my God, sorry to go back to Connor. Again, who's a Connor? What's a Connor? But he left post-its around Hannah B's hotel room, and I was triggered you guys because my first serious boyfriend who shall remain nameless used to do this thing. um we did long distance for a few months and whenever he would visit, he would leave post-its. actually, he also did it at a different apartment of mine too. He would leave post-its around the entire apartment, like in my fridge on my mirror being like, you're beautiful, never forget it or like smile today or like, never forget how much I love you da da da. And I thought sorry I'm like belching into the mic. I thought it was the most romantic and beautiful thing of all time. I was like, oh, my God. Cut to, like, two years later. We've gone through this nasty-ass breakup. He turns around and dates, like, the one bitch from college that I couldn't stand more than anybody, of course. Um, And they eventually move in together to, like, my neighborhood. I'm not saying they were stalking me. I'm just saying it was a really unfortunate coincidence. Um, And she's on Facebook, and she posts these pictures, Like, hashtag when your boyfriend posts post-its all over your apartment. And he literally was writing like the same sentiment to her on post-its around their apartment. And I was like, you goddamn one-trick pony. I'm sure he did it with every girlfriend. I'm sure he saw it in a fucking rom-com that I somehow missed and was like, ooh, that's romantic. I'm gonna do it for everybody. And so as sweet as it was of Connor to do for Hannah B., I was deeply triggered. God, I'm even heated now. Ugh. I just think like, you know the part in Big Daddy when she's like, we wasted the good surprise on you, Sonny." I feel like save all your really good songs and all your really good romantic gestures for like a really good relationship. And then once you do, like you can't go back to them again. Like you can't take season in my opinion. Like the songs are tainted. The gestures are tainted. You have to get creative and come up with something else. And it sucks when we waste the good surprise on you, Sonny. But sometimes it happens. Does that make sense? Um, a photo shoot on a date is my true nightmare Um, my headshots are, no- are notoriously bad because I love I mean for those of you who follow me on Instagram y'all know I love a selfie she knows her angles she knows her light she don't give a fuck but when I'm put in front of like a professional camera and it's like do this thing I look like my tethered like I look like a fucked up version of myself Um, and so to have to go on a date where I'm expected to like pose in front of the person that I like while they watch these photos get taken of me is like living, literally like giving me like cringe sweats and like goosebumps as I sit here. Um, and then they were, it was like a weird cross promotion for secret life of pets, which is like, whatever, it's fine. But I'm just saying, if you asked me to pose with a snake, that would be like a nightmare times five. Like I'm very Indiana Jones about snakes. I don't really fuck with them. Um, And the guys were troopers, but oh my, oh, I'm sorry. I just had another flash of Luke P being like, maybe you could like stand on my back and I could like do some pushups like with you on it. It's fucking stupid. Like, ugh, you're so annoying. I'm just like, clearly you've never seen an episode of ANTM, Luke P, because you don't just hijack the shoot and make it your own. You have to listen to Mr. J and his vision, okay? My last note... (laughs) about The Bachelorette is who the fuck is Kevin and how the fuck did he receive a final rose? Who is Kevin? I literally have no idea. Um, I'm really into this season in a way that I was not expecting. I love that Hannah's sexuality is gonna get brought up soon. I love that the men are getting very, very lit and very, very dramatic. I'm still rooting for Mike. I think Mike is adorable. I think Peter's really cute. And I honestly, Connor and his strong arms with the Whole Foods flowers also won me over this week. Um, I really don't have that much faith in Hannah to really think outside the box with her men. So like, I'm pretty sure we can all pretty much guess the top three by now. But if some producer, if some Constant Zimmer pulling this, that's an unreal reference. If some Quinn... That's the actress who played Quinn in Unreal. If Quinn is pulling some strings from the producer room and makes Luke P last longer than he should, I'm going to give up on this entire franchise. That's a lie. I won't. But you know what I mean. Like, he doesn't deserve a hometown. He doesn't deserve to meet her parents. I think they're traveling to, like, Morocco or something next week. Like, he doesn't deserve to travel with her. I just, I don't, I can't. I can't. Ugh. Um, I think Cam's gone I hate him so much that I kind of just like eternal sunshine to him from my memory. So hopefully he's gone. Um, But yeah, I'm really into this season. Um, And I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes next. Um, I will leave you with this. For those of you who don't follow me yet, follow the only, the only Hannah Brown that really matters, which is me at Hannah a Brown on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and I've gotten some new reviews lately, you guys. And I just want to say thank you so, so much for taking the time to rate and review the podcast. It really, really helps. And for those of you who are new listeners and maybe new followers on Instagram who take the time to message me and say hi and respond to stuff, I love it. So thank you so much. Um, keep talking to me. I think it's so fun to connect with you guys. Um, and quick note about my Patreon. It's going to be up in the next couple of weeks. I've honestly just been really busy and like a little bit overwhelmed. So I haven't been great about executing that, but that's going to be coming up and I'm going to be re capping some episodes of pretty wild. So get excited for that. I'll make sure to let you know when that's up and running. And I think we're good. I think that's it. I hope you enjoyed this pop culture roundup and make sure to tune in next week. Okay. Love you. Bye.